Hello, welcome everyone. I'm Bruce. I'm Greg. And I'm Casey. Together, we will dive into the mysterious world of the hit TV show, Supernatural. Join us as we follow Sam and Dean on some crazy adventures, as we break down episode by episode and have some fun along the way. Today's episode, Season 1, Episode 22, Devil's Trap. Premiered on May 4th, 2006, directed by Kim Manners, and written by Eric Kripke. We are Natural, Natural Friends. Friends. We've got our pal Greg, we've got our guy Bruce, they've got their other friend who's pretty cool. We're gonna spend some time with Sam and Dean, we're gonna kill some monsters and break down a scene. Remember, spoilers ahead. So I'm still putting out those uh, polls. Mm. Um, I uh, got a recent one. I uh, was inspired by a an argument online about uh, consoles. Um, so if season one Sam played video games, what would he own? Nine percent said Xbox. Twenty seven PlayStation. 28, my personal favorite, Game Boy, and 36% PC. He is a PC boy. I see it. Yep. I, I, I do see too. I, it, it checks out, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Supernatural, Sam and Dean exercise Meg, killing the girl she was possessing. Then they rescue their dad, only to find out he's possessed by the big bad who they fail to kill. Then everyone is hit by a truck. All right, Bruce, I know you just finished this episode probably like an hour ago. So let's just jump straight into your reaction on the ending. Go. That's not what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited and disappointed at the same time. Disappointed. Why disappointed? I I wanted more resolution, but I realized the lack of resolution makes the show better. Mm. <laughs> any Any thoughts on the truck specifically? It was big. What are you looking for? I was just like, did you see it coming? Because <laughs> no, they no, sure no. didn't, am I right? <laughs> like, that was the definition of a jump scare for me. I oh. probably literally, like, <laughs> jolted for a second because I was not... Because I was so disappointed at that ending already. Not disappointed. Taking that back. Stepping it back. I was so like, okay, we have six more minutes. What's happening? Um, <laughs> And I was like, oh, they're talking about it. And then also, I was not prepared for that whatsoever. Casey kept asking me if I remembered the season finale and I didn't at all. So it was a jump scare for me as well. <laughs> and then as soon as it happened, I was like, Oh yeah, but it scared the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> all right. So let's take it back to the beginning then for now. So we pick up right where we left off last week with Dean doing his best Batman impersonation. Uh, when, when I said that last week, I completely forgot that Jensen voiced the Red Hood. <laughs> so in the beginning, when they are figuring out what to do, I just wanted to say I wholeheartedly agree with Dean when he says, quit talking about him like he's dead already, which, first off, he, he was right. He wasn't dead. But even if he was, is like, you just found out two and a half minutes ago that your dad was captured and you're already, like, moving on. <laughs> it was really weird. The only argument that I liked from him was that um, later on he talks about how Meg 
didn't talk about a deal whatsoever. She only called to um, basically tell them that she had killed their father. So like when it comes down to like these demons know them so well that obviously they're going to go look for him. But in any other circumstance, like they could have just went home like and just been done with it. Um, so in Sam's defense, like, okay, there really wasn't a set like bait in that conversation. So I, I liked his train of thinking, like, maybe it's just over and we have to, you know, keep going. Good point. Um, I like this whole version of Dean that we've seen carry out for a few episodes now of like trying to hold Sam back and knowing that the two of them can't really do this alone. And he just straight, straight up says it to Sam, listen, tough guy, we're not ready. And so they go to get help from our new friend, Bobby. Was he ever mentioned before? I couldn't remember. No. I was hoping it was a callback to like one of the name drops. <laughs> I'm pretty no. sure all the name drops are dead. <laughs> <laughs> he was funny, though. I liked him. He carries two flasks, one with holy water, <laughs> one with whiskey. I really thought they were going to do the gag of like, he takes a sip of whiskey and then like switches them out because oh that was the holy water. <laughs> <laughs> the boys go there to get help from Bobby because um, essentially they have no idea what to do against these demons. I really like the, like Bobby's house set. The set designer said that um, the the set contains between uh, four and six thousand books, and if you look around, there are just piles of books everywhere on the stairs, on the floor, in the corners. Um, and Sam ends up finding help in the Key of Solomon. Have you guys ever heard of the Key of Solomon before? I have not. So the Key of Solomon is a grimoire or a book of spells that's attributed to King Solomon, but uh, it was written in either the 14th or 15th century. No one's exactly sure. Um, but it is very much a real text that uh, was about magic spells and um, everything and that the symbol that they use for the devil's trap is not directly in that book, but is definitely inspired by um, like with the heptagram and um, all the characters in it are very similar to what you could actually find in the key of Solomon. That's pretty cool. And in the scene with Bobby, we find out that there have been 27 demonic possessions so far this year alone. And I believe we're what, probably in May right now in whatever this timeline is. I was wondering if we were going to be able to work that out. Cause he said, he said this year so far. And it's just like, I have no clue what month it is, Bobby. I, I think it's May. Don't quote me on it, but I, it sounds right. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe we'll get caught up at the beginning of season two. Yeah. But a normal year contains three to four demonic possessions. So when he says they're stepping into something, there's definitely something weird happening with these demons. So I'm sure it might come up in your predictions, but like when you hear that, what what are your thoughts about this demonic activity? When I was watching that, I think I just uh, attribute it to just all the demons we've come across already. So we haven't seen them all. So I assume there are more um, just centralizing around this father that we've heard of and met possibly because I so I keep calling him father. But I think we've only called him father one time in the show so far. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure we've actually met father. So that's the interesting part. Well, she talked to someone calling him father. And then in this episode, the demon 
said that Meg was his daughter. So I think uh, I think we're pretty much connected there. I didn't <laughs> connect that for some person. reason. Oh, Bruce, I thought you meant prior to this episode. You weren't sure if we had met him yet. <laughs> yeah, that's no, what I meant. I still wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, Bruce, we met father. <laughs> realistically, I mean, there could be more. There could be another father above him. You know, <laughs> everyone has a daddy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> While they're hanging out with our new friend, Bobby, the dog starts barking his name's rumsfeld which is really fun <laughs> the reference to the secretary of defense donald rumsfeld what a great way to name a dog because <laughs> he was a guard dog he yeah defended them not anymore oh. but meg's back meg's back meg's back and dean is smashed into a bookshelf <laughs> Or at least books. I didn't see if there was a shelf behind. (laughs) Bruce, what did you think was going to happen here? Did you think she actually got the upper hand on them? I didn't. I don't think I knew what was going to happen at that point. Um, So I I thought they're going to fight their way out of it. I was not prepared for the the trap that they had set because it felt like the conversation where we talked about the trap and then that so fast was really quick. (laughs) Mm. So I was definitely thrown off of that but uh it was a it was good i liked it a lot there ended up being a devil's trap that they drew on the ceiling which was a great idea it was and then we get to see exorcism time uh, i love it <laughs> i love everything about it i thought meg was messing with them at first because well first off she seemed so nonchalant about like what are you going to do? Read me a bedtime story? And it's like, no, what do you think he's going to do, Meg? You dumb, dumb. Like, what, what were you expecting? So it made me wonder, like, has she ever been exercised before? Mm, that's, that's a good question. Like to, to her, how real is this ritual? Like, oh, like it might be like, I've heard of this before, but I doubt it works or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I was wondering if she knew about exorcism and um much like the holy water thing was it holy water no consecrated ground mm-hmm. I, I thought it was going to be like uh that may work on others but it doesn't work on me but no right. it it worked yes it did i took it as she was bluffing and just oh mm-hmm. that's not gonna work and then it starts working and just, she because she does that like initial like, Ugh. <laughs> like <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 so i was like oh okay but even then, I thought I was with you, Greg. I thought she was just messing with them at that point. I thought that noise was just like, oh, no, this exorcism. It it hurts. <laughs> but but now then it's not getting real. <laughs> she started moving. The chair started moving around. Yeah. Like one of the only things that bothered me with this episode was um, Sam and Dean's surprise about her being possessed. Were they surprised? So Bobby like stops them and says that that's a that's a demon possessing that's a, a girl. girl. Yeah. Yeah. They knew that. Yeah. I don't know like I I didn't understand why they would be surprised by that. I took it as not surprised at the fact that she's possessed, but him pointing out and them realizing the consequences of what they're doing. This girl's going to die. So like he said, like, oh, this girl's 
possessed. That's a real girl in there. That's not saying new information. It's just like reminding them like, girl's going to die when you do this. And then I'm pretty sure Dean said she is. Oh, okay. Well then, yeah, then if that's, I definitely agree then that that should already be known information. Yeah. Because we knew it. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, Eric Kripke said before that like their original idea for uh, the demons on the show was that they would just be like singular entities that they wouldn't be possessing people. They would just be demons. Mm. Um, but then they changed that obviously and they work through possession, but I don't know. It's almost like a holdover of art. Do demons have their own physical bodies or are they possessing people or is there some type of combination between the two that we haven't seen yet? Yeah, that's what I was kind of unsure of what happened. So when they exercise her, like there's the physical body, but then it shows the like cloud of demon coming up. Like, is that demon like dead or is it just going to find another host or whatever? So that, that's where I was kind of confused on the lore there. The exorcism sends the demon back to hell. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't very clear. I think they said it that it would send her back to hell, but like the effect of it when it actually happened, it didn't look like anything was going on besides the um, smoke leaving Meg's body. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she went back to hell. So the boys have another argument, which once again, I wholeheartedly agree with my boy Dean. Finish it. Girl's going to die, but girl's dead. Like You're not doing her any favors by not finishing this exorcism. This is a weird argument. <laughs> yeah, and so at one point they they were arguing of like uh she could help us and like no, she she told us all she knows, we're done with her and and I I agree except for you're you're not interrogating her about broader questions. You're only interrogating her about where's our dad? What where do you have him? What's going on? Is he alive? You're not asking, why are you guys doing this? What's happening? Why are there 23 demons this year or whatever? Um, so in, in that sense, like I would say, yeah, go ahead and save her for more interrogation. But if, if, if you're done with her, it's, yeah, kill her. And then don't call 911. That, that girl was dead, dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking they shot her in the stomach, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah they the didn't even address that she fell well, off like the seventh yeah storm. i mean they don't know that she got shot in the stomach but yeah <laughs> <laughs> when they said oh she's alive i was like what <laughs> was like, just long enough for some key details <laughs> is this our first on-screen human d- well yeah no we've seen a lot of humans die if that's what you're asking. Like seeing him, seeing him? Or is it usually like he's hit by a truck and he, but he rolls off the hill or and she dies in the shower, but you see her feet. <laughs> like, um, We saw, oh, I guess we didn't fully see the guy get decapitated. Yeah. Um, see, I guess it's tough because it's a lot of injury death that they hide, they shelter us from. Yeah. And then, so even if it's not the first on-screen human death, it's I think it's definitely the first full-on death scene where it's mm-hmm. not just up you're dead. It's like the dragged out, like have something to say as I'm dying. Like yeah, and it's our first 
death of a reoccurring character. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Shout out to Nikki Acox for her portrayal of Meg on the season of Supernatural. Um, come on the show anytime. We'll interview you. <laughs> come on the show anytime. <laughs> um, I think Meg came a long way from the first time we met her. Um, we talked about it last episode, but I think the Meg that we ended the season on was a much better character than the one who we first saw in Scarecrow. So nice job to Nikki. Yeah, I love that scene when she came in. It was just she took a control of that room. She just threw Dean across into the bookshelf um, and was doing what she was supposed to. Um, I mean, she's not the brightest, so she got trapped. But, <laughs> you know, no, she's she's definitely a lot. She was honed in on that character a lot more than that first time we saw her, for sure. So the boys find out from real Meg that dad's still alive in a building in Jefferson City. So it's time to hit the road. We say bye to Bobby. Never to be seen again. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Uh, we say our goodbyes to Bobby and we head out to an apartment complex. So Sam calls something else completely different a devil's trap, which was just kind of weird lore wise. Um, and they draw the symbols on the trunk to create the lockbox that Dean's supposed to leave the gun inside of. And we all know right away that Dean is not leaving that gun. <laughs> yeah, I. I was pretty sure he was going to take it. Do you think the demons could wipe off the, the chalk that he was drawing with? <laughs> That's a good point, Bruce. <laughs> I can't open this trunk. <laughs> That's a good question, Bruce. And it it reminds me of other questions I have, like if you're a demon stuck in a closet because there's a line of salt, can you kick your way through a wall? Or... They're, they lined up some a bunch of salt on the window that it didn't end up being necessary because the, the demon was in their dad the whole time. But uh, I was like, can they just like shoot them through the window? Like, Is, is there anything stopping them? Or is this more like vampires where like, you don't know why, but they just can't. So we still have some, some lore to hash out with this salt and these devil traps. This sucks out loud. <laughs> I'm going to start using that line. So good. <laughs> what did he say that about? Oh, um, yeah, they're at the apartment complex and they realize like the demons could be possessing anyone, right? And yeah. So they're making their, their plan to infiltrate, breach, whatever you want to call it. And they decide to use the fire alarm. I was like, oh, that's pretty smart. Um, get the civilians out, cool. And then they said, city response, seven minutes. I was just like where did you get that? Like, <laughs> do you, I, I just, you pull it out of nowhere. I used to live directly next to a fire station. If you pulled the alarm there, it would be 45 seconds. Well, <laughs> so that's the other thing. Like as soon as a fire alarm goes off, it doesn't trigger anything except inside oh, yeah, the it building. It still has to be called in. Um, so depending on, how it's actually like i don't know if that's a common thing of oh if um the fire department will be sent out seven minutes after an alarm goes off if they're not told to cancel it oh that's that's a good point um so they they made such a point with this though that (laughs) i was thrown off because the, the seven minutes was not important to the plot like they utilized the city response in order to have their best disguise yet which was firefighters pretty cool and so the seven minutes was completely unimportant 
Yeah, that was kind of confusing. Uh, <laughs> it made it sound like they were going to try to do everything inside the building within seven minutes. Yep. That's but exactly no, what they, had, they had to wait outside for seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I loved uh, Dean's uh, impression of worrying about his Yorkie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> when he gets nervous, he pees. <laughs> so did they put holy water in those tanks you bet <laughs> that's pretty cool can you bless the water inside of uh a tank <laughs> already or did they <laughs> what's the process of getting holy water in a tank <laughs> at what stage do you have to bless this water right. these are important <laughs> questions this is the stuff that the listeners want to know too <laughs> uh, regardless that was cool that was really good. That was, was awesome. They kicked ass whenever they, they went in there. Did. I was like, okay, so they're slowing them down. What next? Oh, we're going to put a, a line of salt down. Oh, we're going to just chuck them in the closet. <laughs> I love the idea of, oh, these demons can't get out of the salt line closet. It's cool. They'll just go possess two other people. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I was watching The Matrix there for a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then I just want to say that the the single axe swing in the door was the greatest commercial cut I've ever seen. That was really good. <laughs> and then it just cut right back to where they were. That was really nice. Craig, mm. that axe sound effect you just did, like I was <laughs> it's there. Like, it's like you were there. <laughs> Speaking of sound effects, getting a little bit ahead, but Sam getting beat up by that demon was comical. <laughs> <laughs> it was like watching kickboxer too like it was like watching what kickboxer too oh. <laughs> i don't know why too it's like any of the kickboxer movies <laughs> not the first one i just can't believe that they beat up sam's face again <laughs> i was right i was like he's <laughs> Really should go to the doctor about this. (laughs) But uh, thanks to Dean, we officially find out that the cult kills demons. Yeah. And Dean got to kill a guy. Dean finally got to kill a guy. His (laughs) lifelong dream to kill a man. No hesitation. They talk about it afterwards, but there is no hesitation of, oh, that's a person. Maybe I shouldn't shoot him in the side of the head. (laughs) You're gone, buddy. Sorry. The thing that was possessing you was killing my brother, so you're dead now. I could not believe that they actually brought up that conversation, though. I thought they were just, yeah, going to kind of ignore that. Yeah, but no, we actually, I mean, it was very brief, and it didn't go anywhere, but Dean is actually concerned about what he's willing to do. <laughs> I was really excited for that conversation. We've talked about that a few times where he's just like, we should get it, we should kill them. We gotta kill them. <laughs> just, One of us is in danger. Let's just kill him. <laughs> so so far it's at least a one for one. Where Sam already did it accidentally, where they saved Dean and another person died. But we're pretty sure he would have done it on purpose anyway. And now we've confirmed the same for Dean, killing a guy to save his brother. So now we have to ask, like he said, how far is he willing to go? What if he has to kill two people? Oh, he would do it in a heartbeat. What if he has to kill 30? Like, where's that line? Absolutely, (laughs) he would. Interesting. So we made it to our random cabin. And we're securing the place, solving the windows. 
and you just get this good look of Sam's eye. <laughs> he looks so bad. He's so beat up. I was ready for his eye to start like swelling shut. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get uh, some electromagnetic interference, some stuff going on outside. There's a storm coming. We think the <laughs> demon's coming. But Dean catches on. You're not my dad. This this is fun, but it kind of cracked me up. It was just like, you're not my dad. You just said something nice to me. (laughs) That's exactly what it boils down to. Yep. And I think it's even harder because he had that redemption a few episodes ago where he started saying nice things to his kids. I was like, okay, (laughs) it checks out. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) When he was so excited for the gun... I think that's when I was like, like, okay, that makes sense because <laughs> we haven't actually seen anything yet. And then Sam comes back into the room and is trying to figure out which one of them to trust. And I love that he picked Dean over their father. Yeah, I mean, well, for me, it was just logical of like the safer bet. You know, not immediately shoot your father or anything, but like, let's not give dad the gun at the moment where I thought the demon saying, you got to trust me is, was a stupid gambit because it's like, no, that's the problem. Like, we, we can't <laughs> trust you, Mr. Demon. I'm sorry. Mr. Demon. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a, like not not in the sense of like, uh, I take sides with my brother over my dad, but more of like, no, that makes logical sense in that scenario of yeah. like, we could all die if we get this wrong. I was really hoping uh, they were just going to do like a leg shot like they did later, like just casually, just like, oh, let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot him in the stomach. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that was my dad. <laughs> um, oh, we did forget to mention that they did. The boys did try to play it safe and check to see if their father was possessed. So it's not like this wasn't something that completely caught them off off guard. Um, they tested him with the holy water whenever they found him, and it had no reaction. <laughs> Sam, why are you throwing water on me? <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that Dad is possessed by the yellow-eyed demon. <laughs> so then Sam says, it's you, isn't it? <laughs> Gee, Sam, what gave it away? <laughs> uh, yeah, possessed by the big bad himself. Bruce, so this was the first time we actually got to interact with uh, old Yellow Eyes. Um, what did you think about him? Uh, I'm going to say this isn't our our big baddie yet. So he is he was OK, but there's uh, there's someone else in charge of him. OK, so wait, do you mean like you think this isn't the demon that they want to kill? No, it is. OK, but, but there's, there's, there's something there's worse out there. OK, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, he was all right. He, it was cool because I mean. Jeffrey Dean Morgan mm. is a fantastic actor and can just rock any type of villain. So it was fun to see him play those, uh, play him. So uh, that was a great. They're definitely getting their money's worth from JDM. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I love Yellow Eyes. Um, it, I really like that they didn't just try to make him like this straight, scary demon. And that he's someone who just likes to have fun. Um, like when he said to Sam, uh, make the gun float to you there, psychic boy. 
guys, I was, I thought that was my moment. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No. <laughs> I was so excited for you whenever I heard him say that. <laughs> like, this is it. This is it. And then when he goes to, he's like killing Dean. I was like, this is it. He's going to pick up the gun with his psychic abilities. <laughs> it never happened. He tried so hard, though. You could see it in his face. <laughs> move a whole dresser or whatever, but we can't we can't move a gun, huh? The telekinesis only works inside closets. We've discussed this. <laughs> but how about that blood pouring out of Dean, huh? Woof. I don't know how he how you lived through that. It looked really bad. Bruce, we don't know if he did yet. <laughs> He was sitting up. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> he was very slouched. But Dean's able able to plead to his father to not let the demon kill him. And John gets control there for a second. And Sam shoots him in the leg, leaving us with one bullet left. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, their dad's super not happy now. They've wasted a lot of ammo today. <laughs> 66%. Of their ammo is gone. Um, <laughs> I meant to check that math. I don't know where they got three for this episode. It's so bizarre. So it happened last episode. Whenever, was it last? Oh. yeah, yeah. Um, because we thought it was. Um, we thought it had five left, but they said it was four, and then Amazing. Sam missed whenever he shot at Yellow Eyes. So now they have one. Um, and the demon gets away. The Winchesters escape, and on their way out, like we already talked about, that Impala gets T-boned straight into season two. <laughs> was the driver significant? It was showing that it was a demon. For a second, I thought it was the guy from the cabin, um, our buddy. Oh, Bobby? No. Yeah, I thought it was Bobby for a second. I thought I was like, oh, no, they caught up to him. <laughs> but uh, they uh, they look pretty dead. Yeah, they do. Yeah, none of them look good right now. So we could just end it here. They they failed. Show's over. Yeah. It's Good done. thing they were picked up for season two. Huh? <laughs> oh, man. You guys ever watch shows like that where it ends before they thought it was going to? So there's a cliffhanger and you never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. Casey and I had a good, like, what, four months where we did nothing but watch one one or two season shows. Yes. It was, it was specifically so much for one or two season shows. <laughs> um, oh, man. What did we watch? Daybreak. Uh, pushing Daisies. Pushing Daisies. Uh, Daybreak. Yes. Thank you, Tay Diggs. Um, Journey? Journeyman. Journeyman. That's it. That's it. Um, uh, that might have been the first time we watched Dollhouse. Mm. And then, of course, we I think we rewatched Firefly. Yes. Firefly. And like stuff. season one of Heroes. I mean, the only season of Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's so good because those shows are pretty good because they were canceled too soon. Oh, I was just, uh, I was thinking of Kyle XY when I hell yeah uh, think of that because I really got into that show and they were not prepared to be done when they ended it. No, it did end on a cliffhanger, didn't it? Yeah, a really big one. Yeah. (laughs) So I was thinking, I was looking up on TV tropes and I never got around to finishing um, that style of car crash in TV and movies is turning in or is a trope of a common 
car dialogue suddenly bam like but i was thinking i was like this is one of the first ones that i ever noticed of like one of like the oldest examples because there's like i said there's so many movies and shows that have done this and the only one i can think of right now is fast and furious uh, <laughs> no 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 okay whoops uh <laughs> what's that is it disturbia what's the one shia labeouf disturbia yeah I mean, that kind of counts, but they were already crashed. Um, but th- there's just, a, I can't think of a single example, but there's a lot of like, they catch you by surprise because the conversation in the car seems normal. Mm-hmm. And then it just comes out of nowhere. My actual favorite example of this, um, it's, it's slightly different, um, but it's the beginning of The Last of Us. Okay. Where, you know, obviously something's going wrong. There's people eating other people, but it, everything's inside the car is kind of chill and then you can actually see the other car approaching so it's not so much of a surprise but it's immediately tension building of is that is that chuck gonna stop are, are they gonna stop <laughs> What's going on? and they don't oh they don't know oh, <laughs> inception did it with a train I don't know if they were in the car that got hit, but there's definitely a train that ran yeah. through down. No, I was just trying to think of something that did it with a plane. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure Top Gun had something <laughs> weird. Top Gun. I was going to say Die Hard, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, the funny thing about that car crashing at the end is it didn't actually go the way they planned on it. That's um, not good. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, the Impala was actually supposed to like barrel roll after it got hit. Oh, but um, something happened where the car got stuck and the truck ended up jackknifing and everything worked out perfectly for the like safety precautions they had put in place. And they were all, everyone was like, that was a pretty good shot. Yeah. That'll work. <laughs> Yeah, because the stunt guys are probably like, I'm not doing this again because you haven't <laughs> figured out the the physics of it, apparently. <laughs> A poor Impala, though. Ah, oh, Bruce. <laughs> I have to put some work into that. It's, yeah, going to need some help. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of the Impala because it's almost like its own character, Bruce, and he just not, got... Not just almost, Greg. It's its own character. It's his own character. He, she's his own, her own character. So we'll see in season two if she survives. Maybe we'll drive around uh, Dad's truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's still out there in Lincoln. Flat tires. Man, someone's gonna find that truck. <laughs> <laughs> so excited when they get open up that trunk. Reviews. 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 Well, I give it an eight out of ten. It's pretty good. I liked it. Um. now anything related to the story arc automatically those review scores goes up go up for me the only thing keeping it from being a little bit higher is this cliffhanger although it was a cool scene and like a good jump scare and like really got me when i think about it for a second it's i just picture (laughs) the writing room saying like we need a cliffhanger. All right. Let's hit him with the truck. Okay, but that has nothing to do with the plot. Just hit him 
with a truck. Like I just it it was um it was surprising, but also a little too far out of left field for me. So eight yellow eyes out of ten. I'm gonna give this eight and a half father demons out of ten. Um, Daddy demons. <laughs> it was for the most part what I was expecting from the finale. I was expecting that we we're gonna come across we we're come across uh, father and you know go down to the wire where somebody is dying. Like I predicted a similar scenario. Um, it was a cool way out of it. Um, I like how dad was able to you know through his love of his sons kind of uh, stop him from killing Dean. And uh, the leg shot was fun. Um, the only reason it didn't get a little higher, I felt like our dialogue was a little bit in unnecessary at times, specifically when Dean and Sam were arguing again. I I don't know. At this point, I I I am not a big fan of it. Um, but I mean, it didn't take away anything from the story. Um, maybe a little bit more action would have been fun. Uh, but. Uh, I mean, good finale. Like you said, that cliffhanger, like I said earlier, it was great, but also disappointing because it was wrapped up. And then, uh, well, I guess we got to watch next season. <laughs> so eight and a half out of ten uh, fathers. Demon fathers. <laughs> Father demons. Something. Daddy demons. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> you know, let's just keep climbing up this ladder. Um Let's go nine yellow eyes out of ten. I I think it's probably a lot of nostalgia and a lot of like remembering what this season finale leads to. Um but there was there's a lot of setup that happens in this episode that isn't directly spelled out, which is nice. And I don't know, I just like a lot of the lore stuff that we added to this. So we found out that demons um can be exercised sent back to hell and look like clouds of smoke we found out that there's a devil trap that we can capture them inside of um we found out that they can be killed by the gun and i really enjoy that the this gun that we found just a few episodes ago and um and had what we thought was six but i guess was five bullets at the time and when you hear that there's that many bullets you start to get concerned about oh they're just gonna be able to kill anything with this and now we're at the end of the season and there's one bullet left and there's still one demon they need to kill. And there's was also this another element of lore with demons, but they didn't really talk about it. So I guess we'll find out if it's um, just some type of accident or if it's a real thing happening. But it seems like demons are tracking them somehow. Um, so Meg was able to just show up at Bobby's place. This truck driver was just able to find them on the road and. Um, so I'm interested to see what we do with that and if it gets addressed again. But I, the biggest thing I enjoy about this episode is the lore and what's it, what it kind of sets up for the rest of the series. So nine yellow eyes out of ten. So Bruce, do you think all the Winchesters will survive this car accident? Yes. I'm going to need them to. Wait, Dad will be in a coma. Dad will be in a coma. Okay. Um, do you think the Impala survives? It has to. <laughs> All right. Do you think we'll see Meg again? The demon no, Meg. No, Meg's... Uh, I'm going to say no. Meg's gone. All right. We watched her die. 
that was an appropriate death for that character. So they're gone. Okay. When do you think we'll see the yellow-eyed demon again? It's not going to be for a while. Um, I'm going to say it's going to go into hiding or something like that. Um, mid-season next, uh, next season. All right. So we confirmed this episode that um, the demon was specifically after these children. Why? He mentioned something about he needed a specific type of child. Um, and he said specifically to Sam, I needed something from you. And it's definitely has to do with his, uh, premonitions and his secret dreams. I'm sorry, his secret (laughs) dreams and, uh, his, uh, psychic powers. Um, so I'm betting there's other children out there who have the similar, like, uh, gift as well. Um, and he needs them to conquer, you know, not to get too uh, mad sciencey, but uh, the Earth. Everybody, uh, make sure uh, you get those reviews and ratings in, so uh, I can read in my accents. I believe uh, this episode we got a hint of my Canadian accent, so uh, don't you know? Um, for any questions, comments, or smart remarks, send them to Natural Friends Podcast at gmail dot com. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Natural Friends Podcast. Thank you to our fans and our wives for continuous support. If you enjoyed this, drop us a review and subscribe. Thank you for joining us. We are Natural, Natural Friends. Friends. Welcome, everyone. I'm Bruce. I'm Greg. And I'm Casey. Together, we will dive into the mysterious world of the heat TV show. No, no.